when you're working to license your music in sync, which is what we call uh, the sync world, the sync licensing space, which actually means synchronization. When your music is synchronized, uh, put together with picture. When you're doing that, you're serving the content makers because you're serving the picture. And that, that includes all the filmmakers. Um, so when you serve the filmmakers, there's a, you've got to consider that there's this process that these filmmakers, also called film producers, have to go through to create their film from conception to finish. We're going to talk about a crucial part of the process, film festivals, and what that means for you when it comes to licensing your music in films that are being shown at film festivals. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the License Your Music podcast, where I'm here to give you all the tools you need to license your music to film, TV, ads, trailers, video games, and more, so that you can earn passive income doing what you love and obtain creative freedom and financial security. I'm Jody Friedman, host of License Your Music and the License Your Music podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Whether you're listening on uh, YouTube with me here on video on YouTube, or whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I so appreciate you stopping by and tuning in with us on License Your Music. If you haven't been by my site, please come by. It's licenseyourmusic.com. I always have free things on the website. Uh, right now, it's a free guide on how to get your music heard by music supervisors. But who knows, when you're listening to this, it's probably going to be something else. So make sure to come by and check that out because I'm here to serve you and teach you what I know about music licensing. I've been doing it for 16 years now, uh, and I, I've had a lot of success with it. And I want to be your guide to help you accomplish what I've accomplished. When it comes to licensing your music, you have to know your market. You want to know who you're pitching to and what they need and how they think so that you can pitch appropriately. You don't want to just throw your music at someone and say, here's my art, uh, what do you think? Here's my art, what do you think? I imagine that there are, well, understand that there are over 590,000 labels, artists, publishers, managers, composers, producers, they're all pitching at music supervisors. And there, there's under a thousand music supervisors in the world. So you can imagine they're getting hit up from all angles all day long. So when you just pitch your art, when you just pitch a link and say, here's my link, check it out, thanks. It, it's not serving them. It's not really helping them because they're serving their masters and their masters would be the people who create the films or the TV shows or the ad agencies or the trailer house. Uh, so there's people you have to consider before pitching your music. You want to know your market. Just like any other business, you have to learn the business first to make sure you understand that. And we talk about this in my music licensing masterclass at licenseyourmusic.com. So if you're not on our site or on our list, make sure you come by and get on the wait list for that too, because that's we, we go through that process. We go through the business side of it. So you know that first because it's so important. And it's one of the things that artists overlook because you're so focused on the art and you forget about the business. It's called the music business because there's the music and there's the business. It's an equally shared thing. The, the business serves the music, right? And the music needs to serve the business. So uh, with that in mind, there's a process that filmmakers in particular, film producers have to go through when they're creating music for 
the idea of getting a distribution deal. They want to get a distribution deal. And what that means is they want to get their their films distributed, uh, sent around the world, just like musicians sign up with CD Baby or TuneCore or DistroKid or Dashgo, whomever it might be, to distribute your music to Spotify and Apple filmmakers. It's not that simple. There's not one place you can just go sign your film up and suddenly you're with Netflix. You have to go get a buyer or a distributor on board to distribute your film. And the way the vehicle that filmmakers use, at least pre-COVID, I'm not sure if it's going to stay this way, but pre-COVID, the vehicle that they would use to seek out distributors were film festivals. Film festivals in the U- air in the U.S. and worldwide, uh, there's the Cannes Film Festival overseas. There's, there's actually several others that I can't think of at the moment, but in the U.S., there's um, Sundance, there's Telluride, there's the Tribeca Film Fest. There are all kinds of film festivals, the Tampa Film Festival. Uh, there's all kinds of film festivals throughout the country and throughout the world that are set up for distributors to like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, you know, HBO, Showtime, uh, Lionsgate. These distributors come to these film festivals and they watch films and they judge the films based on what they think will work for their channel, for their program, for their programming. Uh, so as a filmmaker, when you're creating the film, you submit to film festivals. And if you get accepted, there's an acceptance process. So they're competing like a contest or competing to get accepted. If they get accepted to that film festival, their film uh, has an exhi- exhibition at that film festival. And the distributors watch the films and they decide if they want to sign the film and distribute it. It's how filmmakers have uh, obtained distribution deals for many, many years. So if you can imagine, that's that's a public showing of the film. And a lot of filmmakers, independent filmmakers, will license music ahead of time to show at their film festivals. And sometimes they'll license, they'll have the money and they'll license it for all media rights, which means they're getting all the types of rights that they need, the TV rights, the theatrical rights, the film festival rights, uh, internet rights for social media usage, everything. That's all media. That encompasses everything you can think of. But in other cases, they don't have a lot of money. They're independent filmmakers, and everything they pay for is coming out of their own pocket. And they get what's called a festival use license. A festival use license is usually valid for one year, maybe two years, and it gives them a year or two to shop the film with music in it that they have the rights to do that with. But what it doesn't include is using that music beyond the film festival. So if a distributor comes on board and they see a film that, let's say, license your song, let's call your song, I Love New York. I'd love to use that as a song name for some reason, probably because I love New York City. But um, if your song is called I Love New York and they did a festival license and they paid you, let's say, $500, that's $250 for the master and $250 for the publishing. They paid you that fee, $500, for one year to use your song, I Love New York, in their film and to shop it to film festivals. Well, then let's say it gets picked up. It gets picked up at a film festival by, let's just say, Netflix. Netflix then wants to distribute it or Amazon wants to distribute it. And now they don't have the rights to use your music beyond that film festival. They need to come back to you as the rights holder, as the owner of that copyright, or your rep, or your publisher, or your label, 
and they need to secure those additional rights, the right to exhibit it in theaters or on TV or on streaming video on demand, um, subscription video on demand, or uh, ad supportive video on demand like Hulu, where there's ads running with the, uh, the content that they show. So there's all other sorts of rights that they need to acquire. So what some, some people do is they build in step deals to these, these film festival uh, uses. So they'll say you get the song for $500 up front, but then you get uh, an additional $500 upon distribution. That's what some people do. There's all sorts of ways to, to do this. There's that, that saying there's a hundred different ways to skin a cat, which is a terrible, terrible saying, uh, especially if you're a, 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 an animal lover. But what it means is there's a lot of different ways to do things. And when it comes to licensing, there really is. There's no, there's no set rules. What, what happens is you create a license and say, these are my rules. And the person you're licensing it to looks at your rules and says, no, that doesn't work with what we need. And then you adapt to what they need and you guys work with each other. But the, there's a lot of different ways to do these licenses. But with a film festival, you definitely need to give them the rights to use your song in the film festival. And a lot of independent filmmakers might approach you at some point and ask you if you should, they should license, could license your music for free. And, you know, there's another video, there's a whole nother lesson I talk about. Should you license your music for free? If it should be a podcast episode, if it's not out yet, it will be soon. And if, if not, there's a video on our YouTube that's going to be up soon. If it's not up already, there's a whole discussion about that. But when it comes to film festivals, I really discourage people from licensing their music for free because the way your your music will serve the picture. If your music helps that person get a distribution deal with a distributor, shouldn't you be properly paid for helping them do that with your art? Your art supports their art, which allows a distributor to come on board and license the video, the 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 project and distribute the project that has your music in it. So that's a, I think that's a key, key thing to understand. Also, if anyone ever asks you if you, they could have your music for free for their film that they're submitting for film festivals, just ask them, did you pay your director anything? Did you pay your camera guy anything? Did you pay your, your lighting person, your audio guy anything? Because those people worked for you and they helped your film get made. And you're asking me as a composer to do the same thing with this piece of work that I've made. It's very easy for people to look at art and say it's like water. It's easy to digest. So therefore, it's not really something I should pay for. And that is such a, 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 an unfortunate thing. And it's an unfortunate point of view that people take with art and with music. And music is always, always the, the last thing that people think about. Distributors, filmmakers, they make the film, they make the product. And then at the end, they're like, oh, what about the music? And that's when they reach out to music supervisors. And we usually have to come in and clean up a mess that they didn't think about, uh, you know, when it comes to budgeting for music and whatnot, because it's, it's usually an afterthought because of that per perception. It's like water. We digest it daily and we don't think about it. We just hear music. We hear music for our whole life. So we think it's just like water. It's something that keeps me alive and, you know, keeps me going and I don't need to pay for that, but it's not true. It's an, it's a piece of art. It's an intellectual property that that artist and that producer spent time making. So if you are a, a filmmaker listening to this, I hope that that's helpful in understanding where we come from as content creators when it comes to creating music. We're creating art, we're creating an intellectual property that has value. And if it can elevate your film, then great. We wanna support you in doing that, but you need to pay us 
to use our music in your project. A lot to digest, uh, a lot to go over there. This is gonna be a rather short episode because it's pretty, it's pretty brief, it's to the point. Uh, so now you know about film festivals, you know about festival licenses, you know why you shouldn't license your music for free to film festivals, and you understand that what you create has value. Don't let anyone devalue your art. If they're going to ask you to do something for free, then you need to have a good conversation with them about why they think it should be free. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jody Friedman from License Your Music, licenseyourmusic.com. Follow us on Instagram at License Your Music, on Facebook at License Your Music, and of course our YouTube channel here and on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast and on Apple Podcasts. If you are listening on there, please leave us a review. That helps me out a ton. And just uh, you know, keep making music, keep studying it, learning the business. Thanks for being here. Stay cool. Peace.